him. How you doing, sleep? I'm, uh, it's been a while since I've seen your beautiful faces. Uh, I'm happy <laughs> that RLCS is back. I think many of us are happy that RLCS is back in season. Kenovi, how you doing, handsome? I'm, you know, doing good. I'm just as excited, honestly. Like, I've been so bored um, mm. all of January with no RLCS. And, like, the rank was just not hitting. Um, <laughs> so, finally, we get some fun matches to watch. So, I'm just, I'm so stoked to be here. Yeah, some insane matches this weekend. Um, a lot of things happening, of course. K Corp walking off with the victory, and uh, that's the, the and it was a full French final. I don't know if you guys caught that, but yeah, mm -hmm. full French final this time. Um, yep, typical stuff for Europe. You know, you expect to see it. Um, and the phone lines are going to be open, everyone. If you want to call in. Um, give us your opinion of this weekend. Our Discord slate is open right now, so feel free to start filing in so we can take some calls. My opening take from this weekend, guys, is uh, do Oxygen have a winning problem? And that's something that I wanted to bring up with you guys because I cast for Oxygen, so uh, I'm somewhat biased. And uh, mm. I, I think that team has a lot of potential. And, um, you know, K-Corp, to me, when they came in this weekend, I thought that, you know, they were the favorites with all the roster moves going on. Uh, coming in, like, they seem to dominate regionals. It seems to be their thing. So I was like, okay, here here they come. Here comes the French K-Corp with all the roster moves. They're probably going to come in, dominate regional one. And I was like, oh, maybe Oxygen can sneak in there. Maybe they made that roster move. They add Rise, right? Clutch factor, late game guy, scorer. You want him to come in. And clearly, to me, Jorias and Archie have made a statement. We want to win a major. We want to contend for the world championship, right? They make that roster move. And then again, fourth place this weekend. I'm not concerned because it's just the week one, right? This mm -hmm. is their first regional. And, you know, I love the team. I think they're going to be fine. But, you know, is there a concern there for you guys? Um, and I'll probably start with Sleegy because we haven't heard Sleegy yet. But is there a concern, Sleegy, for you from that Oxygen side, um, whether or not they can get to the top um, with Archie and Jorias? I, I guess I'd say Jorias the most because he's the player that I'd say has been at the top the longest. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not personally really too concerned at the moment. I mean, we saw them do pretty well during the group stages. I mean, they had that one hiccup against BDS and game five that honestly, I feel like that series could have gone either way. And then today, I mean, throughout the playoffs, especially through the bracket, I mean, I thought they did reasonably well. I mean, we saw them take down Sonics pretty convincingly. Um, we the game against vitality i mean you're going to seven when when series hit seven you know it's all all bets are off at that point it's mm -hmm. who can put together a, a better enough five minutes and today vitality i mean they just had the better game in them again it goes over i mean they had three overtimes in a row i mean it's back and forth so i don't know if it's necessarily that they have a winning problem i just think that right now that parity in in the eu is kind of starting to pick back up a little bit we're starting to see a lot of these teams really really compete with each other a lot more evenly than we potentially have seen in the past and honestly as well i don't think anyone was beating carmine corp today i just don't i don't think it was happening but i i'm not on the the panic train with oxygen just yet i think they've looked pretty well but i, I definitely do agree that they we need to start seeing a little bit more consistently seeing them at the top especially once we start getting closer and closer to that major yeah i mean i think we have seen a bit of a shift with oxygen, but I, I think it's a, a shift in the correct 
direction. Um, the pickup of Rise made them a bit more consistent. It's not like they're having this constant, you know, dominating play style, trying to always, you know, peak and be on the ball 24-7 and, and score the crazy highlights and don't give the other team a chance. Mm -hmm. Now, they, they almost, it almost like when um, in North America, when SSG made their move for LJ, it's like they were just suddenly top four every single time. They weren't necessarily doing anything crazy, but their baseline just got so good. And mm -hmm. that was always the worry with Oxygen, especially last split, where they had that, that very first regional win. And then you're thinking, oh, no, are they going to bomb out? They, they might have two bad regionals in a row and not make the major. And then the question always comes up at the major, which Oxygen are we going to see? And I think that question just goes out the window now. You don't have to worry about it. You know what Oxygen you're going to get. And it's just a matter of, is that enough to beat the the ceiling of some of these European teams now that people have gotten a lot better. And I mean, Vitality just barely beat them by like a few percentage points. Is that enough, Sean? A Can Oxygen win Worlds with the current roster? With this roster? Yeah, I think so. Um, I don't I don't know if it'll happen. I think any team in Europe who's relatively hovering around top four has a chance to, to win Worlds. Because again, European Rocket League is a little bit different than North American for sure. But I look at this Oxygen roster kind of like a young phase in North America. Like when it was typical first killer in AJ, it was like, oh, we know the floor and it's just, can they get over top four? Oxygen is similar fashion. Like, look, if the BDS series goes a different way, if in six seconds left, Oxygen's the one scores, that's a different outcome, right? Like they just, they own gold. It was a mistake. You don't add rise to a team and then all of a sudden get worse. That's, that's just doesn't happen. So it's going to take time for this team to figure it out. And I think that these close matches are the baseline for oxygen because one, they're not bombing out. They're not getting top 16. Like we're talking about a team that they just finished top four. Like this is a good squad and uh, they're only going to get better the more they figure it out. But two, it also comes down to sample size because we need to see what Jorius and Archie do in a championship situation. We need to see how they perform in a grand finals. Not that they can't do it, not that they haven't done it, but like we need to see what they can do on this roster and how good they are because the biggest question mark comes down to we know rise is going to score he's always been clutch even on moist even on team queso but we need to see what is jorius made of and what is archie made of now on this roster in a championship situation and we haven't seen oxygen get to that point yet with this core three so once they do a lot of these questions will be answered but this is a squad that couple of best a couple of game fives or game sevens go their way it's a different situation like they're they're going to the distance they're just failing to clutch up so it's it's going to be fine it's just going to take some time for oxygen i think oxygen have what it takes to get there and they have won a, a regional before that was with oli so a little bit different of a roster you have to think with an upgrade they could be close but um yeah. refocusing here I think Vitality probably was the story of this tournament, even though they didn't come out the winners, which is kind of ironic. And, um, you know, I think the big question mark surrounding Vitality right now is obviously their substitute player, Zen. If you guys are listening and aren't aware, Zen is a Rocket League prodigy highly touted in the European scene. Um, the, the touts are just getting more obnoxious by the week, I feel like. I, I feel like every week he's like an even different version of Superman that I hear. <laughs> so, uh, Zen, the sub for Vitality, lying in wait. His birthday is... I can't tell you. I, I don't pay that much attention. It's somewhere between February and March, like within the next week or so. Mm. Uh, or two weeks. So mid-split, Zen has the availability to come in for Vitality after making a grand finals that do you make the move do you guys make that move 100 uh, i mean they made a grand final let's say they win next week 
right? Zen's not in. They they make another grand final. They win. They finish top four. You guys are still putting in Zen, right? I mean, Zen is just such a good player that you don't even need to play him for your team to do better. That's what I think. <laughs> mm. Do you I mean, think having him on the bench makes him makes them win? Zen buff, yeah. <laughs> uh, just, like ha just having him on paper on your roster is just automatically plus seven to skill. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's like, I kind of think it's somewhat maybe when the Patriots had Tom Brady for a long time, and then in his like 15th year here, they drafted a backup for him that was supposed to be really good. And then after that, he ended up performing even more so. So maybe that effect happening for Vitality, I don't know. Um, but I think that's kind of the controversy surrounding the team. But despite the controversy, able to put up such great results, what, did it, what is it about Vitality, um, Cam, that you see clicking for them right now that's giving them that success despite having that shadow behind them looming over their shoulder waiting? I, I think the these you know zen potentially being able to you know take one of the players spots um it's definitely pushed the current players on the roster to be better to perform better you're seeing radisson and sizen really step up with their individual plays on offense like just playing as, as a complete unit something that maybe you didn't see from vitality last split even though it was the same roster they know that if they want to keep playing they need to be connecting on mm. plays. They need to be supporting each other, following each other up, and just in general, being better individually. I saw so many yeah. insane clutch double touches from Rousey. So Radisson. many. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was like he was a completely reformed person. He, he, they've all improved so quickly because they have to. And it's Vitality is a bit of a pressure cooker, but all three of the players are not crumbling under the pressure. So, mm -hmm. I mean, maybe Vitality will finally have the scary four-man roster um, if all three of the players that are playing now can maybe set egos aside and be okay with Zen stepping up and, and playing a few games. And... Is that realistic, though? I mean, I don't know. Is I that think... realistic? It may be in a perfect utopia of Rocket League rosters, a four-man roster works, but I don't know. I think Vitality will want to play Zen. And really, this is probably a great question, um... For Coach Farah, you know, it's he has full control over who is being played next. So maybe Zen doesn't mesh in scrims for a long time and Vitality continue to make grand finals and we don't see Zen for a lot longer than he's eligible. We don't, we don't know. Yeah, and Lawler is in chat. He said February 20th is the day um, that Zen is unbanned and he was banned until he's 16. So um, you can't even try him out or anything until... He's eligible for a roster spot, according to Lawler. So that means that he wasn't even available for a trade window or a trade or anything like that. So he's pretty much just on Vitality um, until, and, and you know, Femminza in chat says, who's Zen going to replace? And I have an answer for that, but I'm going to let you guys go first, <laughs> and then we'll swing back to me. Um, who are you replacing, Sleegy, on Vitality? Because I imagine you are putting in Zen, right? I mean... That's that's I mean, it's hard, right? Like, do you actually need to replace anyone? I mean, you have a team that just came second in this regional. I mean, obviously, it wasn't uh, a fantastic grand final for them. They got uh, outscored, like, I think it was like 14 to 5. But, I mean, they were able to get the win on Carmine Core in groups. So we know that they have the potential to beat them. It might have just been an off day. Like, I see a lot of potential in Zen, but there's also a part of me that, like, if you have something that's I mean, second place is not bad, especially at this point. Yeah. Uh, if you have something that's working, 
making a, a change kind of semi unnecessarily. I, I don't actually know if you put him on the team. Really, you wouldn't put Zen in. I, I just, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. It's sort of mentality. Like you're getting results. The the only thing that unless well, you start result. to see things, well, a result, yeah. But unless their good first results, result. their first results. It's still a good result, though. I mean, second place. Uh, I would want to see, especially since we he can't be signed until spring, like Lawler mentioned in chat. Uh, I would want to see, like, if they consistently are able to get top two, top four uh, with this roster, it, it would be kind of scary for me if I'm a manager of this team to make a change because you've got a unit that, if they are able to maintain this, is doing well. If you make a change, yeah, you might start being able to get first, but you might start to slip, and then it changes the dynamic if you try and switch back. It's it's a really important decision that I think a lot of Look thought has celebrate. to go into it before <laughs> you know a change like that starts getting made. Absolutely, it does. I mean, um, it's tough. Sean, are you replacing, are you replacing Zen? I, I think I know Sean's answer here. <laughs> wait, wait. Okay, well, what's, what do you think my answer is going to be? And then I'll see if it's actually Are correct. you kidding me? 100% I'm replacing Zen. He's the best <laughs> player in the world. He should be on Optic. Green hey, wall. On Green Optic. wall. Green wall. It's unfair. Unfortunately, that is That's pretty That's my accurate. Spaceman impression. Uh, but honestly, like, I, I, to answer the question, I... Look, you can you can pick your poison. I don't think Alpha Fifty Four is getting replaced by any stretch of the imagination. No. I mean, it's essentially coming down to the the final two. Like you're picking you're picking who you want to remove. But I agree with Sleeky. Like, look, it's their first real result. I, I think that sometimes teams, when you get a group of three players that pull the best out of each other and they and it forces them to evolve and get better, that's almost better than knowing that you have like, oh, we could just pick up a, a really good player and all, and that might make our team infinitely better. It's not like, it's like, oh, if we pick up Rise, we're infinitely better. Yes, but you could also get a team of three that just happens to play some of their best Rocket League. For some reason, they just pull the best out of what they got. And I think that we've really seen that with the squad that we're like, when, when Alpha 54 and Fairy Peak and KDOP were playing together, Alpha would pop off and then he'd be quiet. And we're like, okay, is this is this gonna is this trio gonna stay together? Is this the, the peak or no and no pun intended? Is this is this the top of what Alpha has? Alpha looks really comfortable. The rest of this vitality squad, Radosin's playing some of his best his best rocket league I think he's ever 100%, played. And it, just, he is. it just seems like the pressure of being on vitality, the pressure of knowing you could be replaced, the pressure of job security on a big org, but also the fact that they look like they recognize the writing on the wall, that this is an important year for all three of them, and they have to step up, and they have. So could you replace someone? Sure. Is it the best move? Probably not. Luckily, you have about a split to figure it out. So if they bomb for the next yeah. two regionals, you can make a decision. But if they get mm -hmm. top four, top three, let's say they keep getting back to grand finals, even if they get second place for the rest of the split, I would still prefer if this team of three sticks it out because i'd rather really? have a team that has okay. i'd rather have a team that has chemistry that plays the best rocket league they play together than to go to the traditional well statistically if we put this player in we should do better i i like a team that is underestimated and it feels like vitality realized that no one believes in them except themselves and they're playing like it yeah and consistency so so important as well i mean yeah. if i if i'm a manager right and i have a team that's say consistently for the last couple of regionals been able to really easily get top two to top four maybe they haven't won anything mm. yet and i'm going into worlds 
I mean, I know everyone's goal is to win worlds like that. Every, every team that's going in, that's playing in general, wants to win worlds. But at sure. a certain point, you also have to be a little realistic. And if I have a team that's consistently performing at a top two, top four, and like say they haven't even won, right? They've, they've had no first place finishes. I'm still sticking with that team because I'm like, hey, yeah. if they can get top two, top four at worlds, and I'm pretty pleased with that. And Team Vitality beat Carmine this week in groups. Yeah. Mm -hmm uh three two in game five that's the only team they lost to this whole tournament was carmine they beat here's a list of teams vitality beat if you can pull up groups uh producer christine that would be awesome uh team vitality was in carmine and sonic's group if you're unaware carmine obviously won the regional sonics is that <laughs> new roster i'm sorry new orgs old roster arju matain smokes um smokes insanely awesome new player matain arju and then Sa uh, is also a new team. Tho, Toxic, and Mike Boy. Fruity is a coach. So not the easiest group. They 3-0. They beat all of them. Then they run the bracket. They beat the new Moist roster. They beat Oxygen in seven, which was an insane series. If you guys haven't watched the weekend and you're just listening to the show and you can only watch one, I would go watch that series. That's probably the series of the weekend. And yeah. then they lost, of course, 4-1 to Vitality in the finals. Um. Cam, what did you think, you know, of Carmine, this this split? They ended up getting it over Vitality. They're so consistent, but another grand finals for them. Um, I mean, I'm not surprised. I honestly, after I saw Vitality top the group, um, as the bracket was playing out, I definitely saw the Vitality Carmine final, but I was actually fully behind Vitality. I thought Vitality were going to win the rematch again. I fully, yeah. fully believed in <clears throat> this this new reformed vitality so i was a bit sad to see to see them not make it uh all the way the full distance but i mean carmine are just too strong you can always have faith in them in my opinion carmine are what bds were an era ago you could say um carmine are just mm -hmm. the new bds they're far too consistent they just they grind out every single game they out rotate you fundamentally they're just better every single time and if one of them decides to peak like itachi's double touch goal where you landed on it again <laughs> they, they can do Itachi. whatever they want and they have the fundamentals down so carmine are always a safe bet and i mean i have a feeling they're just gonna be the one seed going to the major for europe again yep i just yeah. wonder when itachi's getting kicked that's that is my major <laughs> concern because he's not french and uh <laughs> the writing's on the wall i mean it happens every time <laughs> As soon as Carmine does bad and you're wondering what's going on, I mean, I don't think they will do bad, but I want Itachi to stay. I just am concerned. I mean, of the two they... French and the non French. I was just looking at the roster because I thought Itachi, I knew he was from an, is he from Morocco? Is that the correct country? I believe, yeah, I, I think so. I believe it's Morocco. Yeah. Do they speak French there? Yeah, he's yeah. Moroccan. Yeah. Morocco. Do they speak French in Morocco? I. Anyone Don't know that? Imperialism was a weird no. time in the world. I have uh, no yeah. idea. <laughs> French is one of the country's two most prestigious languages. All right, so I think he's there saved. You. Everyone needs to relax. Itachi might be <laughs> saved. Honorary French. Like he's fluent in French. Hon honorary as exactly, well. Exactly, yeah. All right, so he's good. We, I don't have to worry about that anymore. Um, yeah, I do, is Vatira the best player in the world? Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I think at this point, like, he's kind of earned that that title and it's going to be up to someone else to kind of take it away because i mean the performances just speak for themselves at this point i mean he just continues to be fantastic every time he touches the pitch yeah it's kind of incredible um 
how the results keep coming. Like, he's able to just keep stacking up the results despite the roster. Um, you know, obviously his previous roster of Moist, all three of those players, I believe, are on top rosters in Europe right now with that mm -hmm. big disband. You have Joyo, who's still with Moist. Carmine has Vatira. And uh, Rise now on Oxygen. Man. So arguably the top three teams in Europe, all three Moist players on there. And I, do you guys think that's a coincidence with how up in arms the community was? over the moist split because especially the casters seemingly loved moist i know i was a big moist fan and chad by the way you can if you feel like calling giving us your opinion on the weekend we would love to hear it add to our discussion uh feel free to join the discord we have a bunch of open lines right now if you want to call in and say hi doesn't have to be long you don't need to have a video cam so you don't need to be nervous or anything we'd love to hear from you but yeah, you guys, what what does that say about the Moist roster? And ex like, with hindsight being twenty twenty, you know how good and how like where, how would they have done in this current element of Rocket League? Do you guys think that they would be favorites like Carmine in a bracket like this? My heart says they would still be winning grand finals. Yes, because <laughs> I think with the benefit of hindsight, it really shows how good and why i feel no remorse saying like the is the best player right now because he chose to forge his own path and move ahead you know people wanted to say oh maybe this isn't the smartest move and even though if it was a smart move no one was willing to admit it because everyone was heartbroken that moist was going to not be the same moist that mm -hmm. we all knew but vatira chose without maybe knowing what the future would hold i know i'm a good player I'm going to pick players I'm comfortable around, and we're going to continue to win. Yeah. And he has so much passion for the game as well. Um, every single really series. You, you can tell that he lives and breathes Rocket League. And I, I, he has all the marks of, like, one of the, the greatest of all time players. And he's, like, right at the beginning of his career. Oh, so yeah. I think Vatira is, like, he's going to be our next-gen four-time one day. Is he the face of Rocket League, you think? No. Right now? Not now. No. No. Will he, he be? Could, he could be. Because I, I think he'd it. be a great face for Rocket League. He, honestly. He, yeah. He, I, I think one, championships will help. Two, marketing and content game will help. Like the mm -hmm. the faces, when I think mm -hmm. of the faces of Rocket League, I think Turbo, Garen, and K Dop. Like not in order, but just like no app in order. still. Um is that overall faces or like the current faces of No, Rocket no. When League? I thought of when I think of overall faces, like from like for I me, second that statement, by the way. Oh, thank you. Uh, for Turbo me, like, Garrett, and you said yeah. who? K-Dop? Yeah, that's me like, too, I when think. I was, when I was outside of Rocket League, I still knew what Rocket League was. Sorry, I knew, Cam. knew the eSport, but like, I knew who <laughs> K-Dop was, and I didn't really, and I wasn't like heavily invested as I am now. I knew who Turbo was. I knew who Garrett was. Like, we know who Simple is. Even if you don't watch CSGO, you probably know who Simple is. Yep. Like, there were faces that just transcended the leagues themselves because of good content game, good marketing, et cetera. And K-Dop, you know, like, content game out of out of control the dude's insane like th those were the kind of there was an aura around players and i think that that vatira has the skill to be that um but i think the the big hurdle that a lot of people obviously overlook is just like content and marketing and advertising and how you get your name mm -hmm. out there and the ways to it but that's a whole different discussion but vatira made a really ballsy call which was to invest in himself which i give him credit for because when players invest in themselves and they trust themselves they're the only ones who know what's going to happen and i'm glad that it's working out i'm glad that everybody on moist is finding teams for success but that will always be yeah. one of the biggest what ifs in the history of rocket league moving forward like we will look back 
50 years from now and be like, what would happen if that Moist Squad years. stuck together? I'm serious. Like it's RLCS just, 58. RLCS Post-game show season 40. What, what year would it be? Like season 76, 77? Like that's, I, I feel like if we'll Moist be grandparents together, running the show by then. I'm going to be still screaming over Optic Gaming when they're long gone from the scene. Uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> Old man Rattles yells at Greenwald. have my children. Listen, I'm going to be a godfather to those children, okay? Um, I just, I think that the Moist roster was, we all saw it. We're like, that's a championship roster. Like, that's a world title roster that could, they could multiple peat. And they could, they could just dominate the entire esport for years. And it was tough seeing them go their separate ways. But the fact that they're on top teams is no coincidence. They're that good. They're all that good. Yeah, I think, you... go ahead. Please, your faces are are interesting to me as well because like your faces it would is more like would be my like mount rush more like the the sort of pillars because for me right now like if i'm thinking of like the current faces of rocket league like the ones that are really currently in the spotlight a lot uh that people talk about a lot like my big three number one i think by by far right now is apparently jack i think he just far and ahead of the pack is the the yeah. current like quote unquote face of rocket league i mean he he's killing content he he knows how to interact and he's getting the results as well i mean it, it's a fantastic combo i think personally right now him beast mode and probably monkey moon are kind of the three really big faces of rocket league right this moment at least for me hmm I want to put Zen on that list because I think for the pro scene, he's there. But for the public, I don't think he's there. So it's like one of those things. Like, I think Kim or, or all of us, if we were in a talk with all the pros, I bet Zen would be in the conversation for most notable players right now. Sure. Yeah. From pros. But from the crowd, they've never even seen them play. Like, Abjack calls him the best player seen, in the world. Seen Zen play. It's all from, like, you know, ranked. I know, but he's played in threes tournaments, like, and he's won lands offline or uh, like not Sionic sponsored ones. So right. he's kind of, I mean, he has. He's got. I think a lot more experience than some people would give him credit for. And twos right now is just in a spot where it's close to scrims. Like high level twos is getting really close to scrims with the decision making, in my opinion, with the decision making and how sweaty these kids are now. Every kickoff is a fake. I swear, it's like. Mm. And then if you go to the high level, it's even more profound. Like they're sweating even more and they're bumping each other, demoing each other. 20%. It's like a total sweat fest. Like the field must be soaked um, with, with the way ranked is right now. So I, I think I just think the way players are improving um, mm. in ranked right now really could speak to how they can perform in threes, which I didn't think was a thing a few years ago. Now, my opinion is I'm moving. The gauge is moving. I'm not mm. there yet, but it's starting. Yeah, I mean, I, I really think it goes back to what Spaceman said about, like, if you're going to be the face of something, you have to be well-rounded. Not only do you have to, like, have these championships, which is why it's hard for me to put some players up as face of Rocket League right now, because they actually, everyone knows they could have championships, they should have championships, but they don't. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like, Vatira should have one, but he doesn't yet. Everyone, the keyword yet. Everybody knows mm -hmm. he, he could. So I think until that happens, he's a, bit, a little bit of a ways off. But... The skill, the the content, you know, showing up on the broadcast, doing those player interviews, and how you connect with the audience on the RL Esports broadcasts, 
that's important. Doing the little side mm -hmm. content pieces that happen at the major. I think that's why I think Sleeky's uh, opinion about Jack being 100%. the current face of Rocket yeah. League, at least for like maybe the past year yeah. um, in focus is just completely spot on. Is he, He's been in almost mm. everything and he yeah. has the results. He's yeah, I think Monkey Moon. Yeah, and I think Monkey Moon's a good shout too. Um, and speak, and I want to use this as a post transition. Uh, getting better at my job. Shout out me. Um, guys, if we take Christine, can we pull up groups real quick? Speaking of champions, mm. and uh, look at Team BDS. Oh, I'm sorry. It's yeah, it, it's playoffs, not groups. Sorry, they ended up making it out of groups barely, and then we made it into playoffs, and we got swept by Moist three zero. Finishing ninth, twelfth. Um, this is Team BDS's fifth event in a row where they've gone down. So they won worlds, they came in first. Then they played in a regional, they came in third, fourth, they played in a regional again, and then they came in seventh, eighth, and this time they're coming in ninth, twelfth. So this is the the fourth event in a row now. Bad results after winning a world championship. And I'm gonna leave this open, guys. What is go what can fix Team BDS right now? Because they need something. Anyone have any answers? Because I'm stumped. I, I don't one. know what's going I on. <laughs> like, all right, what is it? Blow it up. Blow up the whole team. We don't uh, want to anymore. I'm kidding. Uh, uh, honestly, I mean, you're not far off there. You're getting close. Listen, no, listen. Okay, so why? Uh, here's, here's a question that's both rhetorical, but also just anybody answer. Why did BDS win Worlds? I'm still, I still don't know, to be 100% honest. I'm because still kind of shocked. Moist like, what, up, probably. What, what, no, what was like the first, I mean, yeah, because Moist decided to shoot themselves in the foot but like what and was then the, what, what NA was the team and na is just always behind <laughs> what was the big reason about their play style what was the reason why they won worlds Phil, they just didn't make they're mistakes filling. Exactly. yeah they're filling I mean, they didn't they make any mistakes, didn't make mistakes right yeah. so they were the most fundamental team there they made no mistakes they played incredibly clean but they also knew how to pressure that was the reason bds were successful is because when g2 played probably the worst grand finals of a world championship i think I've ever i think that was one of the worst sport. series that they've um, played in a while yeah bar none but also bds straight up i mean look if anybody else is in that grand finals bds probably still wins just how good they were that event but bds made no mistakes as crazy as it is to say bds has continued to play rocket league very clean and safe it's time for them to get a little unsafe with their Rocket League. They play very structured, very fundamental. It's something that that uh, Turtle and I talked about when we watched the Oxygen BDS series on main. One of the things we highlighted in our cast was no matter what you get out of BDS, whether it's you got a minute left and you've got a goal on them or whatever, if they're down, they're going to play structured Rocket League. They're going to play clean, consistent, mistake-free Rocket League for five minutes. That makes them very predictable, hard to beat, but also very boring as a team. And the problem is they need to start making some risky mistakes and not like, oh, and we have negative indictments against our squad, but they need to start taking risks because they don't. They are not the type of team that you expect just to pop off from the sidewall and all of a sudden these these crazy five-man infield passes that go for yeah, like ridiculous not. length downfield. That happens, but it's not consistent enough for them. It's not <laughs> like we look at them on Carmine where we're like, they could pull up from anywhere and all of a sudden they're just dropping goals on your head. Yeah, they just don't have that right now, and they need to start getting a little bit scarier as a squad. They need to start getting a little more carefree because they're just so textbook that sometimes you just get droned on and bored with the lines. It's like when you're driving at night, you just kind of zone out. That's kind of them. They drive at night, and you're like, okay, they're good at that, but then they just zone out and they forget they're on the road. Like, bro, we want you to start yeah. swerving. Like, their habits are there. too stoic, is what you're saying. Like, hit a deer. For God, for God's <laughs> sakes, do something. Take a wrong veer turn. off the road, bro. Yeah, dude. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Drive on the wrong side of the road. I mean, Just come be, on, man. There's be, ways to live something. out here.
Like they're not bad. They're not gonna they're not gonna crash and burn. It's like that meme with the fine, stick but... and you're just like poking BDS. You're like, guys, do come something. on. Yeah. Do something. They're fine, but I just I think that they need a they need a spark. They need to like they need to be willing to get wild and wacky and silly. Like, come on, be a silly I, dude. I really thought that with their win over oxygen and groups, that this was the BDS regain bracket. This yeah, was I, thought I was like, oh, okay, they're back. Because I mean they they absolutely ran over oxygen in game one. And I was like, okay, German this is amigos, the fast BDS that was constantly attacking. And it just like, it just went out the window in, in the Moist series. It's very rare to see BDS constantly get counterattacked like that. Um, mm -hmm. it was just, it's just so strange to see their offense push up and then not hold and just give up a goal the other way. I, I really think um, BDS should just bring Mark back because the way G1 are playing is like exactly how I actually think if all three BDS players played that way, they would be fine. G1 actually had a very, very great groups, and they just drew Karma in round one, which just sucks for them, honestly. I think G1 maybe could be up there with Vitality and maybe... Or would you make a trade? Yeah, bring Mark back. Would you... I would say, would you get rid of really? Seiko and bring Mark back? What if you just go get Zen? Mm, I mean, you Vitality Zen would have out. to keep winning. Yeah, Somebody say, chat just say said you Mark hope Vitality... That is blasted. Sorry, Andrew. Like... <laughs> Don't Go ahead, blast them. Blast don't, them. Don't Sean. ever don't ever don't ever disown extra ever again. <laughs> I don't know about that. Extra is I'm, really underrated. Extra's I'm on that bandwagon. Really good. Extra yeah, is, yeah, extra yeah, should yeah. be top five every single list that is ever put out, but he's not, which is unfortunate. He just isn't the psycho player, which is flip reset into pass into goal or flip reset off back one double. He's not yeah, that he's type like, of guy. He's I like mean, Europe's guy. He won them the oxygen series, though. Did anyone see that? It was the most simple yeah, play you know, in the world. The triple tap that just yeah. happened into an He just kept like, yeah. hitting it because all you have to do in that scenario, no one's on the back wall. You have three in net auction. If that's what you do, if you stack the net, make as many touches as you can because auction are low on boost. They're going to panic jump. Extra knows that. That's the reason they won the series. He was the difference maker in that series um, because of that game five play. Because I didn't think that, I thought BDS got lucky. I cast that game from Oxygen's point of view. Sean stole my thunder by being on the main broadcast, but I'm not going to get into that right now. We're on a live show. On I'll let it go. <laughs> I mean, yeah. But like, they sh Oxygen had that series. They had all the momentum. It was reverse sweep scenario, and BDS staved it off somehow. Um, and then, you know, it, after all that, they get there and then they just crap the bed unfortunately german amigos threw a whole wrench into this entire weekend entire weekend um by their performances not only in group stage mm. but also in the playoff stage um yeah. german amigos is the xeg roster that was just dropped they're not a new roster um just a different name and that eg roster we talked about last split as being one of the favorites in europe to maybe win didn't have a good split uh is tox a new player for them or is he are they all still the same yeah, Rizex was on the team last split. So I believe Tox is the new player. And they made it all the way to the semifinals um, versus Carmine. Ended up getting swept, but that was beside the point. They beat BDS in, in game one early in group D, which after long breaks, I said this on stream, after long breaks and the same roster, you can have a lapse in that first series. And that was what I was majorly concerned about for BDS. Because when you lose that first series as a perennial roster, it can bite you in the butt, especially in this stage, and it definitely did. So I would, if you're a BDS fan, I wouldn't panic. But at the same time, your hand has to be hovering over the button because the results have just been a continual downward slope. Um, and again, guys, what do you think about German Amigos?
Uh, that old EG roster coming in, popping off this weekend. Uh, some notable wins. They 3-1 BDS, 3-1 Guild. Um, they did slip up to Oxygen, but then they made a run in playoffs. 3-0 Williams Resolve, 4-1 Team Liquid, and then losing to Carmine. Um, Liquid, I think, was their best result. But overall, not nothing too shabby from that team. Uh, my biggest question is, I wonder, <laughs> I wonder how EG as an org is thinking about their performance now that you know they get top four. Because I was caught so unbelievably off guard at them, like literally last second possible, being like, "Yep, we're gone. Goodbye." <laughs> I'm just like, "What really? With this roster and everything, are you just gonna piece a second time?" And yeah, no, I mean, right. they come and get top four. I'm like, "How do y'all feel about this decision to drop them now?" Like, I mean. This looks like a really, really, really good team. Like that, it, I, I'm still flabbergasted at their decision to drop them. I, it just, it has to be something internal, org-wise, because externally, it makes absolutely no sense to me. They're, they're grasping for all the copium they can find right now for why they dropped their top four team. But I, I really think it's the liquid result is the big one. Um, you mm -hmm. were uh, Karma. You were talking about how the first match is super important. Team Liquid and their group lost to yeah. Vertigo, the team that got in through Qual's and Swiss in round five. They were three two through uh, close Qual. They lose the game. Was that five. match one? It that was, was match right? one, and yeah. then they go down o two to Tundra. So they have to reverse sweep Tundra. Team Liquid were on the brink of completely bombing out of this regional, and they managed to bounce mm -hmm. back with a three zero against Quadrant off of the reverse sweep from Tundra. And so in my mind, I thought, okay, Team Liquid are back. They stabilized. They're going to beat German Amigos. And then suddenly yeah. <laughs> they they just pop off. And Tox, I think, had such an incredible performance in the Liquid series. He did. They really surprised me uh, this weekend because they played Oxygen. And I thought it was wraps for Oxygen. I thought they were going to stomp them. And I, I give Verge a lot of credit um, because he is their coach. And I think that he's a really influential coach when he's on the team. Mm. And I feel like he has a certain style with his teams i'm this is baseless this is just me observing his teams but it felt like they were really solid positionally they sat back they let oxygen kind of do their thing they weren't really concerned about having to put a ton of pressure on they actually let pressure on in some of that series and they were just solid rotationally they looked kind of french-esque like it was almost like okay oxygen sure we don't care that you're in there we're going to challenge you and then we're going to have follow-ups and we're going to stay in rotation and it's not going to be a big deal and that kind of just stifled Oxygen in the beginning. Oxygen ended up adjusting and they ended up winning that series. But German Amigos still continuing to dominate the rest of the field. I brought up that match because I casted that match. So I had a uh, first point of view of this old EG roster. And yeah, it's nice to see them kind of living up to their... Um, living up to, you know, how I see this team doing expectation-wise. Mm -hmm. I didn't see a semifinals. Um, but, you know, anything to toss a wrench in EU, it seems like every week there's one team in Europe that comes in and makes a little bit of a run, and then they hit, like, a top team, and it just gets stomped out really fast. <laughs> yeah, Spaceman, do you think German Amigos will make the major? Yeah, I think they will. Um, I, I, I don't want to equate that to they're going to upset a team to do it, or they're going to knock a top team from being there or make a massive run. But I like what I'm seeing from them. Um, again, kind of the situation of 
proving to an organization or lack thereof that you're worth it. We just saw that kind of with Vitality. We're seeing it now with German Amigos. Granted, EG could have dipped for a variety of reasons. We know that esports is in a weird spot right now and a lot of work yeah. trying to figure it out. So it's it's the optics are never going to be good. But uh, what we saw from German Amigos, again, I liked a lot. It, it, they remind me just narrative-wise of how Vitality was approaching things with something to prove and everything on the table and just setting the house and so i think that again this is the same trend we've had for the past three or four years where the middle of the pack respectfully in europe consists continues to be some of the most consistently good rocket league you're gonna get you're going to get um even let me look at vertigo right they come from from the open quals they make their way in they, they upset a couple of situations but that's about it but still the damage was done there it's 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 always mm -hmm. been europe's middle pack there's always gonna be two or three teams to fight for the top spot but it's always been europe's middle pack that has uh been the strongest in the world because for the longest time they had to compete with vitality dynasty and the bds dynasty like everybody else is just gonna figure it out so that yeah, Vertigo roster, Sean, is three rookies. None exactly. of them made RLCS before. All three of them. Yeah. And the coach. This was their first time making main event. We had five debuts, most of them in Europe, but five mm -hmm. debuts so far this weekend, um, I believe. And that's just the way it kind of goes, because for anybody who knows just how competition works, closed quals, open quals, when you have a challenger side circuit that goes into a main event, it's one unpredictable as hell trying to, uh, to uh, prepare for a team because people just play the so game somewhat yeah. <laughs> differently when they're coming from a challenger circuit or they're coming from an open qualifier. It's just teams naturally are different than the reps are getting against pros. But two, it's not a huge disparity in skill and the teams have gotten better. Like teams have just inherently gotten better. The skill ceiling has, or the skill floor has, has risen. Uh, and this is the way it's going to be. Again, I expect a lot of these middle pack teams, the top four through bottom six, in EU to be problems for North American squads. Uh, and that'll be the big conversation for this weekend coming up is like, how does NA look in the middle of the pack? Because yeah, they got competition on the other side. I think, you know, it's surprising to see a full rookie roster for me um, because of the, the lack of um, bubble scene right now mm -hmm. uh, to see like three complete rookies, no experience on the team run through a closed qualifier and make it into main event year. I mean, that's really, really impressive. And, and their all first three... game, they beat Team Liquid as well. It's like, yeah, wow, and then okay. they win yeah. Team Liquid's first series. They win. Um, they ended up beating who's the other team they beat? Uh, Tundra. Tundra three to one as well. Um, which you hate to see. I believe that's Cassio falling there in on that Tundra roster. Cassio, Rizex, Raziers. Um, so that the player they replaced, they beat to make it through. So. Really interesting there. And a, a team to keep an eye out on is Vertigo. Uh, mm -hmm. And I want to mention the teams we haven't talked about yet. Um, so first, we're going to start with G1, who seem to always put up a solid performance. To me, they're a major contender in Europe every time. Um, I really like what the org's doing, especially in NA. It's, it's interesting because they have a European team, but they have a facility in NA. A lot of Rocket League players have moved down to the Texas area, and they've been showing the G1 facility and streaming from there and interacting with that. So really cool new Oregon to the scene. I believe they're new in general and their roster is marked by eight atomic and Dorito for those who are unaware, finished their group. Number one, they ended up falling to Carmine again. <laughs> That's always the team they lose to. I feel like they get to a semis against the French team or a top eight scenario against a French team. And they end up just coming short by like one game. They play them tough. But in the end, the French team always just... Be, I feel like G1 likes to stack the net, and it just doesn't work against teams that have rotations like French players do and French teams do. 
Uh, what do you guys think about you on this weekend? Any scary, any good things about them? Are you scared for them? You still think they're making the major? They're in good position right now. Yeah, they are a major contender, definitely. I mean, they were a major contender last uh, last split, but yep. they missed out by once. I think they had to beat Oxygen and then have another result go their way, which did end up going their way. So if they had beat Oxygen, they would have made it. I think they're in the same spot this split where they they just maybe not like need a lucky bracket draw, but just just don't play Carmine in your quarterfinal because I think G1 will be <laughs> yeah. in quarterfinals and we will see them mm -hmm. at the major. They Not only do they stack the net, they just stack really anywhere the ball is. Their second man is so close to the play and their first they man are. knows not to really like go for the net and make it a save. Just get around the defender, get around the person in front of you and your second man will follow up and that's the real shot. And I mean, Dorito and Mark are so quick with the ball. Atomic is incredibly mechanical. I just, I really like this team and I was kind of sad they didn't make major last time, but I, I have faith that we'll see them this time. A G1 or that's, is that sneaky team for me? You know they're going to be consistent at like the six, seven, five, four area. It's just, where do they peak? Like, do they have that peak potential to beat a Carmine? I don't think so. That's my one problem with this team. Like, I think if you, if you put them against Carmine a hundred times, Mm. Carmine wins 80 to 85 of them and I just don't think that I think you need a bit higher in order to be able to well, take it on land or online you know I, I mean I think a lot of these teams looking at the the rankings like I think a lot of these teams if they're playing Carmine a hundred times they're going to be losing okay. the majority well, of them like do you put G1 over any top four team right now for me in Europe top four no. for me in Europe real quick would no. be Carmine are they above Carmine no 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 all of you know? No. Okay, Oxygen? No. I think no. they could maybe tie with Oxygen. I think, I think that if they oxygen? played 100 games against Oxygen, I think Oxygen wins about 60 of them. Okay, BDS? No. You still think BDS better? Okay. I, think, I think G1's better than BDS I think G1's right better now. than BDS, too. Yeah. I, at this moment in time, sure. But I'm also, like, for me, I'm looking at, at it. Land like, finals, at land finals, who are you picking? At their best. Oh, if it's a land finals, yeah, I'm putting money on BDS. I'm looking at all these as, like, or at major. their best right now in Europe. At their best, whether it's major or regional yeah. in Europe, who am I picking? Right. BDS, yeah. So let's, BDS let's, do a, let's do a game. Let's see where G1 figures out. Let's, all right, Sean, you go first. Name every team in Europe above G1 and stop when you get to G1. Okay. Uh, or I can go first if you don't have the list. I'll do Carmine. I'll put Vitality because I'm an Oxygen boy. I'll put Oxygen. Not saying that they're third, but I'll put Oxygen. I'll put BDS. Mm -hmm. um, Liquid had a terrible freaking weekend, but uh, on a better, on a normal weekend, I would put Liquid up there. I I think the G1's maybe top five, maybe fifth or sixth or seventh. I think in that that, that three range spread, that's where I'd put them. Kim? Uh, Carmine are definitely my number one. I think Vitality have to be my number two i actually think team liquid are normally better so i want to put them like at three yep and then i honestly see g1 three. oxygen and moist all around the same level when they're all playing their best at least right. right now i, I think that, oxygen actually. can grow into like maybe where liquid spot is and liquid could maybe fall down but right now that that's that's what i see Sleeks. For me, I mean, obvious Carmine Core is number one. I think obvious Vitality at number two. Number three is interesting. I, I honestly don't know, but I, I do agree with Cam on Oxygen G1 and Moist being kind of 
They're in. They're all in the same ballpark. Like I, if if G one plays oxygen, or G one plays moist, or if moist plays oxygen, I think those are all kind of toss up games. I mean, just off the just off the performances. Like I, I think on any given day, any of those teams could but none either of them have a close major. series. None of them have made major. I think they're all fighting for that that fifth spot, that fifth sixth area. I think is what they're primarily fighting for. I think Team Liquid and German Amigos are probably almost certainly gonna make it i think that fifth spot yeah. is a fight what? between oxygen g1 and moist right so there's clearly a tier difference right it's mm -hmm. top four ish tier one and then tier two for europe right now what's the difference in the top four teams because it's a, the conversation mainly is about oxygen bds moist and carmine and if it's anyone else in there it's I wouldn't you know, sometimes Quadrant or whoever leaks into the top four sure. usually kind of gets a topic. Liquid maybe the more, most talked about team other than those four, but to me, uh, like when you get to G one, I agree you're at you're at like the sixth or seventh spot, and for and I don't know how to accurately tell you guys why. Here's the thing: I look at this European collective the same way I looked at Europe, or the same way Europe felt. I want to say early 2021, where Top Blokes was around, where Team Queso, the original version, was around, um, where BDS was clearing away the best team and Vitality was either on or off. Uh, and it's it felt like that it felt like top four was not so much about all four teams in top four are tier one, everybody else is tier two. It felt like whoever's in first place or the best team in Europe is tier one, and everybody else is fighting to get to tier one or tier two. Like it was like BDS is clearly the best team. And one weekend, it could be the top blokes or Team Queso pops off and they're the one that wins the regional, but BDS is still probably the best team. Everybody else is second. This very much feels like, as of now, Carmine Core is, or Carmine, however you want to say it, I don't care. They are clearly the best team. And it feels like Moist or Liquid or Oxygen or Vitality, even Vitality, who just got second. It feels like everybody else is at the top ceiling of tier two, trying to get into that tier one spot. Cause tier one is, it's a weight. Tier one means you are without a doubt, unquestionably the best of the best right now. And Carmine is clearly that. It feels like everybody else is fighting for either second or fighting to get into that same tier because Carmine's just so good. Mm. So what would you guys upgrade if you're G1? Cause clearly you're missing something, right? Is it a player? I think they just need is more it a, time. Is it a coaching thing? Is it a time thing? I think they're, they're, they're showing that they are they are better i think they looked very confident in their play style this um this regional mm -hmm. and they're just they Definite need to go back to the drawing board again against teams like carmine that's all um yeah. carmine knew exactly what to do against g1 and that'll be a moment where they go back in their replays they go okay we did everything right in groups you know moist williams resolve solary those teams were easy easy for g1 they looked so comfortable they were the faster team on the pitch it's really once they get to the playoffs what do they need to do and if you're always making playoffs that's going to be a big confidence boost for that team and they just need one semifinal appearance and they're probably going to have enough points for the major yeah so g1 eyes on the major they're in decent position see how they have to do next split to wrap it up get towards there um shifting gears now into liquid we mentioned them a lot um, we were surprised by the results from them losing to the full rookie team of Vertigo, which kind of messed up their entire bracket. Um, it swapped them into the... Uh, no, they ended up being the first seed anyway, actually. Sorry about that. Uh, and they ended up playing German Amigos and losing. So, Team Liquid uh, 
seems like they struggle in that eighth seed spot. It's like it's that top eight, that first bracket. They usually get to that. It's the same thing for Europe. They, they're they in that top eight area. They try to get to the top four and they're just missing it. And for me, I think I think for Liquid, it's the same thing. I don't know how you guys feel, but I just feel like they need time. They're all young and learning. And I think they'd benefit from um, maybe some veteran coaching or guidance, which they might have. I'm unaware with their situation. But um, what did you guys think of Liquid's performance this weekend? Sad. Yeah, I mean, not lackluster, I think is probably the best word for me because they had a decent group, obviously, that trip up against Vertigo. But I mean, they got just flambasted by German Amigos. Like it, 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 it was kind of crazy. Like the only win they got came in an overtime. Otherwise, it like it wasn't like mm -hmm. outrageous score lines, right? Like German Amigos wasn't running up the board, but just watching that series, it really felt like they just had it in control and they were just they were doing everything they needed to do. And it felt like Team Liquid didn't really ever have a response. It was frustrating to watch. Mm -hmm. I knew I would not want to be in that lobby. I'd be I'd be throwing my controller around probably. Yeah, and they always they have the mechanics, so that's not the question mark for them. Which is like for for G one, the question mark for me is scoring ability, right? Like you can defend, can you score? For me, Liquid, it's the opposite. Can Liquid defend properly and hold it down while they try and do their crazy mechanical offense freestyle that they like to play? And the answer so far is just it's too inconsistent. Mm -hmm. um so i don't know this it starts to enter now when you're hitting the second split right if this performance keeps repeating that's when question marks start to show you know it, and a player i think like a tau would do really good on a team like bds someone that needs a roster change that maybe is a bigger organization and stuff like that makes me worry for this liquid roster if the results continue to dwindle uh, or not stay as strong would someone like in a tau maybe leak off to a bds leak off well vitality obviously already have a change coming but there's a lot of french speaking players that are going to be available coming up soon and uh if you have a really good french player on your roster i worry for you and liquid is one of them i mean i don't think it's it's i think it's too soon to be calling for for liquid to think about the roster changes or where their players go or oh they're they're tripping up having a bad time uh this is probably the floor of liquid and their floor was quarterfinals i mean liquid are a team that i would be very surprised if they don't make the major yeah um they, they just will do better in regional two or three and if, if they do bad in regional two where and i would say bad is not making quarterfinals if they don't make it out of groups then i i start to get worried but right now this result does not really scare me necessarily and i expect to see them in the semifinals next time yeah this okay. is all right this... you guys are calming me down i was concerned i didn't what... get to catch their series so here's a question this is just a question like inherently i don't have any backing for it i'm just curious we've seen oxygen is a north american order competing in the eu side of things they pick up european players granted language bear is a big deal but do you think we're going to get to a situation where jokes and memes aside about the French players, do we get to a situation where NA uh, talent start to look at viability in EU but on these kinds of rosters? Uh, I know that I'm saying I know, lang I know I language so. is a problem, all that stuff, but like we've seen EU players make the transition to NA, they find success. Do we ever see a situation where like if Liquid or BDS need a change, they look at some of NA's talent and they say, hey, we could pick someone up? See, that's hard to envision for me. I'll let you go, Cam. It's it's not out 
of the realm of impossibility. I mean, if EU to NA happens all the time, why can't it happen the other way? I think it just comes down to the opinions of the players. You know, maybe it would help if some NA players opened up their Duolingo sometimes and kept their streak up, you know? <laughs> yeah. uh, maybe, maybe that would help their stock a bit. Yeah. But I, I could definitely see it, and I would definitely be very hyped for it. That'd be so cool. That would be awesome. Yeah, I don't want to close the door shut either. The problem is the market. Because, like, sure. I remember when Mystic was playing in Europe. Their salaries, now, it's not the same now. We're, like, two to 3000 a month at the time. This was, like, years ago. And we were talking about potentially him coming to NA and playing for someone else. And the salary was, like, double, I think, at the time. Yeah. So I think one of the major reasons coming to NA, and he also had referenced before that it was a dream of his to come to America and play. Uh, I don't know how Europe views America. Uh, it's probably different to person to person. But the way he talks about it is like that America was like this huge dream place that if you made it there, like you, you got a job there from gaming, like it was an insane opportunity that you could never say no to. Whereas North America asking to go to Europe, I don't think has the same reaction. I think NA going to America is like, oh, I'd be away from my family and I'm moving in. And I think American kids kind of look at it as like not a downgrade, but it's not the best place to possibly be in the world. And NA is. And, then, big, and that's for me it. A big reason for that ultimately especially like talking with a lot of people over in europe the big reason for that is money because <laughs> yeah. north american orgs are dropping bags whereas european orgs are trying to keep things like a little bit more streamlined like they're they're not as kind of willing to loosen the purse strings whereas north american orgs will be like yeah man we'll, we'll give you this big bonus we'll give you the salary we'll give you all kinds of stuff just come play in north america like i think that's mm -hmm. one of the big reasons that a lot of people we'll want to come visa. to na yeah because NA, I mean, it's I, I, I'm potentially going to change this year with everything that's going to go on. I don't know how much they can maintain it, but for a really long time in esports, NA just pays out the wazoo for mm. everything. They're just like, yeah, just get results, and here's a giant truckload of money. Have fun. And well, they pay for your house, and they get you a visa. And you, if you're on a visa and a working application, you can apply to be a citizen at, yeah. like, how old are these kids? 16? So you can like apply to be a citizen in the future. You start at 16, 17, 18 years old. You're moving here to play a video game. That's crazy. You're giving yeah, yourself like, I don't know. Do North American orgs generate better content than European orgs on average? Mm, no. No. Mm, no, not really, honestly. <laughs> Do any orgs make content? What Some. any org makes content? So Moist is like a content do. machine. They don't have any content for their teams. Zero uh nrg do they do tweet out stuff like we need you guys for a video and but then they just use their own team they don't really use um like they do i guess they do do their v1 own content but it's on their content own around their team i think v1 yeah v1 is probably does too the, as far as like making content specifically around their pro team i think v1 optic probably too. takes the the cake on that optic does a lot ironically of really good... gonna, optic will do more than i think any any org currently in na like v, uh, v, it's gonna be hard to stop v1 because no bias cares, but we need I, a bias alert listen i'm just saying for sean i'm, just saying, like, <laughs> I'm gonna like, get a button that's a that's an <laughs> just gonna bias yeah I don't, i'll just get a big sign that just says optic about here that, <laughs> that way everybody knows but like the top two teams are v1 because v1 was content heavy and optics always been content heavy that's how they built their yeah pros. dig does too digs 
Yeah. Ironically, I was going to say, I think Psyonix makes the best Rocket League content. Um, oh, they they no kill it. I'm talking yeah, about like no skits, like that Rizzo and Sizz skit. That was amazing that they did. G1, the one with Justin popcorn, Justin the popcorn, Benji. blowing popcorn in everyone's yeah. face. James Bot's anytime James Bot can get like a pie or a popcorn or something thrown in his face, I'm there for it. So that was great. What really makes their like the psionics content like that extra level is like the the obviously like the the fundamentals like the the camera work is good. Everyone that's participating in it does a decent job at acting, but they're really really well written ideas. They like, are. They are. They're, they're like, great. They're actually funny. They are well written. They you can tell that they are very in tune with the community because all of the jokes, all the memes they make are very like community driven stuff and it's just the writing to me on a lot of the psionic stuff is really what i think pushes it to that next level because they just it, it feels like they are part of the community and they just have a big budget to make stuff fun little behind the scenes note uh when that's when that race happened at worlds when yeah. sis fell within five minutes of that being on twitter we were in the green room and everybody was like all right how do we turn this into content and then gibbs brought up the idea of putting it on the telestrator and breaking it down so that's like amazing they, like they the green room is constantly plotting against the community of how it's to turn to it into the content. You guys should. Yeah. You should plot against the community because it's great. As someone, so, you know, Sonic C, I don't always criticize. Sometimes we give compliments here. Uh, I think their content <laughs> is fantastic. Really, I do. And mm -hmm. I'm not just saying that. I wouldn't just say that. I think it's genuinely funny. The scripts are great. The, the, the acting in it, you guys are doing an awesome job, you players out there. And the casters obviously kill it as well. Um, yeah, I think it's peak content. Yeah, and, and it's great for the scene, the community. I've gone back and watched some of the content pieces, like just the YouTube part of it to show uh, my boyfriend or my family, because I think it's so funny. We laugh about it. It's good for the players um, who need that media training, who maybe are not good at interviews. Just getting them to be involved immediately brings eyeballs to them. But any teams who do good content, let's go through. Gen G, yay or nay? I mean... Yay. I mean, like, They're Jack does a lot of content, but I don't know. I don't know how many like official Gen G videos have come out. Because I mean, the so that's a no, right? Content, like yeah, he like, is the content team. So that's yeah. a no. Uh, Space Station, do they do good content? Do they do any content? Um, they ha have a lot of people under the umbrella that do content, but they and... don't do like team specific. What are you to say, Cam? And and they support a lot of those people. Like I feel like they they have they they have such a no strong space station is great for the content. scene. Right, it's not an ignored criticism. They have such a strong presence, but do they actually generate that much? Content I think they, they, they rely on their content, content creators. Yeah, yeah, that's, they, that's where I'm going. Which they is a fine a plan. Of, they do a lot of content in other esports. I if they can take if they can do what they do in Halo content wise and do that in Rocket League, I would put them in that tier. It's a good. It's a. They're an important org, a good org. No, I'm not knocking them. I'm just saying. Oh no, no. There's, no, this you, is not org criticism. Their, yeah, to be clear. If you watch their Halo team, you know there's content around that and the way they they advertise it. I have not seen the same for the Rocket League side of things. And if we get that, yeah, GGs. They're V1's content. doing it. Yeah, definitely. V1, V1 definitely doing. It. I think Dig did, does it too because they got Dig. like they do those watch parties. They're putting out videos. They've got. They've Lawler the, as well signed, even though he's not like. You know, yeah, him, they support his Super. video making. They support Supersonic's casting as well, right? Um, I think their watch pretty. parties are really one of the big things that they do as well. Because, like, mm -hmm. it, yes. it, it, it was such... It, it, in hindsight, obviously, it seems so obvious. But it's like, 
yeah, I mean, no one else was really doing it well, so they, they just weren't. Do it. No one is. This is and <laughs> people show up and like you yeah. know, it's good. It's a yeah. for them good advertising. It's helpful for the people that are showing up, and it makes for good content. Like the, it just feels like whoever's making the decisions over there knows what they're doing. Like Chad, do you guys even know that Luminosity is a Rocket League team? Any of you guys know that? <laughs> Does anyone know that Luminosity is that org is you guys massive? Watch the most recent Luminosity video. Org is massive. They had XQC signed up until like a month ago. Like the biggest, the biggest team in the world. You don't even know they have a Rocket League team. Um, Furia does a good job with content, I would say. I think Jorby, um, kind of hard carries for the American side of things because mm -hmm. um, I don't. I I will be clear. I don't know what they do. <laughs> I don't know what they do for uh South American side of things or Latin speaking area side of things. I do think that Furia does a good job with Jorby at like getting the community hyped up. You know, people video Jorby during the Furia matches. And I, I get a little jealous because I'm Jan's number one fan. And I don't want Jorby to get all confident and cocky thinking, oh, look at me. I'm big Furia fan. Okay, dude, listen, get in line, Jorby. Okay, I've been cheering Calm for out. Furia for years. Okay? I was getting chewed out by this entire podcast all last year about being on top of Furia and how good they are and how I think they're the best and yada, yada, yada. And then, yeah, they decided to suck. That's not my fault, but they're coming back, wow. baby. They made, a, they made a conscious decision to be You terrible. wait yeah. till this week. <laughs> they're coming they're like, back. I mean, I, I so. still, like, I mean, we talk about Furia. Sometimes Furia, the content just makes itself right. Because still, to me, uh, and everybody probably has their own moments, but the most awe-inspiring, like, kind of chills moment that I've ever had with RLCS was standing there kind of at, it, I was in a weird spot during the the fury of moist game during the world championship I could see like essentially the whole stadium I was about like 30 feet away from the moist kind of press box where like Charlie and them were watching but it was just kind of this weird encapsulation of the whole stadium <laughs> and when furia scored that final goal to win and the entire stadium I'm talking like Every single person was just chanting, Furia, Furia. I was like, this, this is incredible. This is one of the craziest things I've ever seen in this sport. One of the craziest games, the crowd reaction. Like, that to me, that was one of the pinnacles of this entire esport to me. Like, sometimes they just, them but just being themselves creates the content. Yeah, I was devastated. It is. I was, uh, I was devastated. I saw Space Man fall to his knees on, about his, what? on his way to the concession stand. Oh, I was, when I was Furious scored? I was oh, devastated. Yeah. Damn, I wish we got a video of that. Yeah. I don't want to see Jorby running around happy. I want to see Sean in tears in the fetal position <laughs> next to him. That's right, what I want to see. You'll probably get many of those this year. That's fine. I'll <laughs> I, need to I need to hire Sonics to follow the camera around with Sean. That's what I need I to do. That. That's fine. <laughs> I mean, the whole the whole reason I asked about you know which orgs do the best content is because I, I kind of wanted to highlight you know we had a great graphic come up a second ago. Um, NA pays the big bucks, but it's because they generate the better content. I think. Um, RLCS wise to, or outside of RLCS wise. Maybe both. Maybe. Um, depends on which orgs are in some games. Like obviously some games are a lot bigger and it's not every org that has a Rocket League team, maybe has a League of Legends team or a CSGO team or something. But if you're going to invest in your players and your content creators, you're going to get better content out of them, I think. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. I think I think the orgs, you know, like I said, this isn't a shot at orgs. This is just, you know, seeing who has put 
their foot forward more in terms of pure content. Um, you know, and I think, you know, you're, you're missing some opportunities like FaZe. I mean, come on, guys, you're, I realize you're like whatever million dollar company. You have first killer on your team. This kid, you put him in a title on a TikTok video and it takes off. Like you, like, I don't know if first killer knows this, but the amount of marketability the kid has is insane. Yeah, right? definitely. He could and be the they don't do the anything scene. with him. They don't do anything. He nothing. He could be the face of the entire scene. Yeah. They, I mean, I, I don't want to put... I'll put some... And he doesn't do the, anything either, so it's like I can't blame the org entirely. Right. That's that's kind of where I was going. I was like, I, I'll put some of the blame maybe on the org because, like, FaZe is having their own internal problems, and like, but they, they've always been a content-first org. Like, FaZe is, again, like, one of the biggest names in the history of esports and gaming. But, like, this is why we're so vocal on Twitter with players and i'm never going to push a player to do content if they don't want to do it because that's a lot of stress already on top of them doing their job but the reason we push players who are on big orgs to do content is because if you're on phase clan we're not talking about you're on you know uh you're on moist who's brand new or you're on oh my god what's another example that helps my argument whatever org right. you want, well yeah whatever organization you want to use okay let's just put it there you're on phase clan you're on optic gaming like those are like they're, the reason we push these players on these orgs to do it is because you're on the biggest organizations that like have ever existed that have a, a have a reservoir of, of untapped potential for you to gain subscribers and followers like whenever somebody joins joins phase or optic we're like oh well they're you know they're golden for content now because they can get immediate followers and subs and and stuff like that like i push these players to do content because if you're not investing in your brand and your future and stuff like that you're going to look back and wish you did. You're going to look and be like, damn, why didn't I do anything when I was on phase? Like, you're first killer. You could be the face. I'm not like yelling. Mr. Beast like is on phase, like, guys. Mr. Beast. First killer could be the face of Rocket League Esports and be like the face of, of a young generation of esports coming up. If he wants to do content, do it now. Because don't yes. do like, I, oh, I took a 2v2. I wonder who won. Like, I'm sorry. I'm tired of seeing that Rocket League content. <laughs> like, I wonder what happens when me and this player team up and ranked. Like, I want to see your personality. You America don't have to stream about... your personality if you don't want to. Exactly. It's all Mute like... your mic and just play the, whole, the game. The whole point of, of living in America as an influencer is like this idea of like incredible isolated individualism of being like a celebrity and being an influencer. That's what like American pop stars are all about. First killer. Brother. You can be one of those people. You can be the American dream. All right. Like just grind the content, grow the brand, do it. Like apparently Jack is literally leading the way in content for every single pro. And he's not even from here. And it's a good thing that he's here. Because <laughs> he, should, he should be teaching these young kids yeah. how to be doing this. Like, come on, please do content. I'm begging. Yeah. Ah. I don't want to, I won't leak anything because I'm announcing it soon, but. There is going to be a tournament in the Rocket League scene that forces players to do content and play in a tournament at the same time, potentially. So keep oh, an yeah. eye out for that in the future. Um, I don't want to say anything about it right now, but I'm working on something, okay, everyone? I'm working on something. Um, that's all I'll say. Nice. I'll say. Little teaser. But First Killer, or anyone like First Killer, uh, Chicago's starting to do it, where he streams like free play before scrims, I think now, at like two every day. And I know because I used to go live at two, and I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, but anyways, <laughs> Chicago, he's been doing a great job streaming free play. Um, you know, Garrett comes on sometimes. Justin comes on sometimes. It doesn't even take a lot. I didn't stream a lot when I was a pro, um, and I really wish that I did way more. And I was someone who was grinding. Like, I was someone out there grinding, and I look back, and I still wish that I did more.
So I think, and I don't really think players realize how easy it is. You take a clip with your name on it and you put your name on it and you put it on Twitter or upload it to TikTok. It takes 10 seconds to format. I know it seems overwhelming, but it's not. I was overwhelmed too when I was a player. I didn't want to get into all that stuff. I just did YouTube and streaming because it's easy. You click go live, that's it. Mm -hmm. um, and I was scared of TikTok and stuff like that. Now I'm starting to do it because I was I was overwhelmed at first. And now I'm just starting to do it. It's really not that hard, guys. Look at me. Look at the optic um, guys. Look at like what like at the grind that Rattles is doing in streaming yeah. and content. Look at how yeah. AJ's <laughs> constantly streaming. Like those, mm -hmm. those, and now you got you got Calm coming in who knows the V1 pipeline of content. Like that is gonna be a vibe like team if they make Can you imagine if I was on Optic or phase? During the time when I was a player and I was doing all the streaming and stuff that I was doing, it would be a totally different ball game, totally different. And I love Splice. You if you're listening, Splice, peasants. I love you. you uh, Splice right is amazing. Should be too rich. <laughs> you guys are not peasants. No, the background <laughs> would just be like a cityscape off, like from like yeah, a I would have balcony. Yeah. Instead of Dallas being behind me, I'd have you know Shanghai, something like that. But nice. uh. Uh, yeah, it's, you know, players out there and, and NA orgs, a uh, little bit of content. That was a little bit of our NA preview, I think, to wrap up the show. Uh, we did start talking about NA a little bit, but we covered Europe through most of it. And I think we were kind of getting towards the end, and we started talking about NA. So I think that would be kind of a good point to wrap up um, with that NA preview. So, guys, any NA teams to look out for this weekend? I will start because I already mentioned it. Uh, Furia, guys. Keep an eye out for them. Lost joining the new roster. I think Jan's the best player in the world. Um, I've said it for a long time. I think he's mm. criminally underrated. And um, I think his story in Rocket League is actually like one of the best stories you could have. He comes mm -hmm. from uh area in South America. I'm not sure exactly where. I don't want to speak on it. Comes to North America after winning in the Middle East. And like, it's just crazy story for Jan. So I'm going to go with Furia. And you can't copy me, Cam. Go. Um, oh, I can't copy you. Well, can't copy me. We we know, you know <laughs> yeah, Fury are cool. Yeah, Genji are coming off of the major win. Whatever. I'm more interested in how are V1 going to do, how are Optic going to do, and yeah. how Energy are going to do. Those are the three teams that I will probably yeah snore. Yeah, whatever. whatever. Well, I'm going to be very excited fast. watching Energy play because this is. They're getting to the point in the split where it's going to be do or die. You know, how far down in wildcard do you want to be right now? And I'm going to be sad if they if I don't see them turn. at Worlds. So this no. this entire split, I, I need to see some bounce back. I need to see signs of life. I need to see it. NRG. I'll be leading the chance after Furia. NRG. I mean, they're gonna they're gonna be needing you to chant because I I don't think that in our, I don't think energy is gonna have a very fantastic another hater this upcoming week. I'm I, it's not even a, like I another I hater. Get in line, Sleegy. Hey, get in hey, line. I was front row when they won worlds. All right, I was I was bathed in the confetti, kind of alongside. Who handed with them. them the it medal, Sleegy? Amazing. Uh, it was you. That's right. But we're, gonna, we're going back. We're handing they're them the medal again. They're not doing that again. They're not doing that again. I don't <laughs> think that NRG is going to have a good weekend. The number Bruh. one thing for me is how is V1 going to go, right? Because this transfer window was bananas. And I'm talking bananas. We had a comm potentially go, getting pushed out and going to Optic. And the Magic Bear, was he going to go to FaZe? Like, all this stuff going on. And then... Lol, just kidding. Actually, everybody's staying where they're at. And I'm like, my question is, how does that, right? Like, how does essentially having your org be like, hey, 
uh, we're going to kick you because we want this, uh, this someone that's better. And all of a sudden being like, hey, actually, on second thought, you can stay. It's actually all right. Everything's fine. Like, how does that affect your your mental, right? Like, how does that yeah. affect your mentality? I would have... How does that, like, does it does it set a fire on her calm? And now we see him, like, at super peak performance? Or does it create issues with the team dynamic? Are they going to be able to work yeah. as well? And there's so, so many questions just because of that one roster move that didn't even happen that uh, same thing i have to say for for optic with magic bear like magic bear was like one step away from not being potentially on that there team goes anymore. Sean's like how, how does that how does that affect your mentality <laughs> I mean, I knew what it was anyway v1 and optic the, those are my main two that i'm looking at i think gen g is gonna win it i think that gen g is gonna get their second in a row that, that's my prediction but v1 and optic are my two of like how are they gonna perform here what's gonna what's gonna happen don't even ask me. Just go to roster yeah, yeah, we know. Right right optic. Optic. Just right in. Yeah, just go ahead and write down yeah. optics. Chat's chat. I'm gonna pick one for you guys. Chat wants complexity. Um, I think chat thinks Cole has a chance at maybe running the gauntlet this year, and uh, and you know, uh, Koi roster as well. Adding Knight. I don't know if you guys know we we've talked about Knight on the show before. I thought he was an absolutely cracko mode Zen type player that was under the radar. And Rogue picked him up, who have perennially this season uh, blown, for lack of a better word. Uh, so hopefully they can pick up the pieces with the new roster move. Um, in the terms coin, of their standards, the coin to, needs to start swimming. Yeah, to put it to put it that way. Stream, it's tough, yeah. you know. There's a lot of it's 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 rough for them. We'll <laughs> see. Yeah, so a little NA preview for you guys, and uh, we're gonna wrap up the show there. Thank you all for listening. Uh, if you're listening online, if you're watching in person, thank you all for watching. If you guys are just listening, you can tune in at twitch.tv slash karma ah um, after the RLCS broadcast. That's where we're live. And if you're listening online, thanks for listening. Until next time, guys, we will talk to you after the NA regional next week. And we'll see you then. Have a nice night, everyone. See y'all. See you, everybody.